Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Asia with the Y. And we're back with another episode, you guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. So right now it is 7.30 p.m. on the East Coast. And I just decided to start recording this podcast for you guys because, you know, I was just thinking about all of the books that I read that allows me so much advice that I'm able to give. And so, you know, if you don't listen to me all the way through, I hope that you listen to some of these books. Okay. Um, I want to, you know, I have a list here. Um, I just want to talk about it a little bit, like what it taught me and everything like that. So the first book on my list um, is The Four Agreements. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you've already seen my review on this book, The Four Agreements, um, before I archive. I think it's archived right now, but I'll unarchive it in case, you know, if you're not following me, you want to go check it out. So yeah, already did that. So I'll, I won't talk about it too much on here. I'll just briefly say, you know, what it taught me. And the four agreements, he talked about heaven, heaven and hell on earth. He talked about it being an experience. Um, and if you want to live in heaven, you can try to stick to these four agreements. Um, if you don't know, uh, the book is by uh, Miguel Ruiz. And these are the four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Um, to be impeccable with your word means to live in honor of your words. You know, don't say anything that you wouldn't live by and really mean what you say. Be impeccable with your word. Um, number two, the second agreement is don't take anything personally. Um, a lot of the times we cause ourselves pain and suffering when we, when we like, you know, put on a shoe <laughs> that doesn't fit and we make it fit. You know how they say if the shoe fits, wear it. Um, yeah, we, sometimes we, we just be taking stuff personally and it's not even an attack on us, you know? So don't take anything personally. Um, number three, don't make assumptions. Now, as much as we like to believe that we are mind readers, we're not mind readers, okay? I don't care if it's your goddamn mama and you're over here saying, like, um, that's my mom. She should have known that I wouldn't like this, that I wouldn't like um, this pillowcase. <laughs> I don't know. But what if she really didn't know? Like, we can't just assume just because someone knows us so well, they should have known. They should have known something about us. Like our partner should have known that that would upset me. Something like that, you know? Don't make assumptions and don't assume that common, quote unquote, common sense is common for everybody because your own definition is of common sense is what you grew up learning. That's You just can't assume like everybody knows what you know. But anywho, um, for number four, the fourth agreement was always do your best. And, you know, that taught me to give myself some grace. Well, actually, I mean, it taught me to always do my best, even though sometimes, like, when I get frustrated, I don't. I don't do my best. 
And so this this is the lesson that I'm still learning is to always do your best because it will pay off in the end. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna go straight into the next book. Now, this next book is actually the reason why I started my podcast in the first place. Um, the book is called You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. And if you heard of it, shout out to you. She actually has like a, a couple of books. The the one is called You're a Badass. The other one was called You're a Badass at Making Money. And the other one was called You're a Badass at Healthy Habits. Sorry, I thought I heard something. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like I said that once before in my podcast. You're like, what the fuck is going on over there? But no. Okay, let's get into this book. So, if you don't know, You're a Badass at Making Money is, like, teaching you to know, to stop living from a lack mindset, you know, thinking like, oh, I can't afford that, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. And she just kind of helps you, she she helps you build um, a better relationship with money. And actually, in this book, I had first learned about um, limiting beliefs and what they were and that put things in a different perspective from for me um she said she said something along the lines of you know have you ever heard someone say money is the root of all evil and a lot of people you know the answer is yes for a lot of people and it's, it's it is yes for me because I was raised partially by my grandmother, my very southern grandmother, and you know, she has these beliefs, you know, instilled in her. So she was trying to teach me that, you know. Um, but luckily for me, I've always had slightly, I'm just different from some people, but anywho. So, you know, this really put things in different perspective to me. So I, so I came up with my own theory that maybe um, it's not money. Money isn't the root of all, uh, evil. Money is paper. It was it was um, created as a means of, you know, in place of, you know, trading and stuff like that. Um, but the way we use it and abuse it is the root of all evil. Jealousy, envy, greed, what people will do for and with money is the root of all evil, in my opinion. But aside from that, this book, um, she tells you, you know, try to get away from that fear and have a, a better, in order to have more positive thinking about that, about money, you know, um, you can try these money mantras and she goes to the book and she gives you like money mantras um she says like one of them is i love money because it allows me the most out of life yeah money like even if you're the type of person that likes to give back all the time it allows you that it allows you it allows you the freedom to travel to help you know and stuff like that so it's better it's best to always have uh, some positive thinking towards money and money management skills and to, you know, 
also start a business because in that book I learned you know to start my business which is the podcast but I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I know a lot of people from different walks of life they may not have even heard that before like oh this was instilled in you your your parents taught you that money was the root of all you yeah that's that's really what's going on that's really what's going on so you know some people are just ignorant (laughs) but anywho (laughs) The third book, um, most recent book, and some of these books I already like briefly talked about in a previous podcast episode, whatever. But um, the other one is called Single on Purpose. And that book um, I found like shortly after my last breakup, whatever. And it taught me like how to be single, like in a better way versus, you know, I know it just it might seem kind of silly, but you know it's a girl <laughs> with a relate. I mean, yeah, with a Libra moon, a relationship type of energy about her. Like it's just I don't know. It was it was good tips. It was good tips. It was good tips for real, y'all. Like it was just like reminding you to go out if you you know don't close yourself off completely to dating, but then also have that period of time where you're getting to know yourself um but also you know just don't close yourself off you have to keep going out and meeting new people from different walks of life and and so on and keep your hobbies and keep your sense of self and even through another podcast I had learned to you know just mind your business in a sense like you as a woman I think this is a lot of us this is where we fall short sometimes where we get so engulfed into our relationships that we lose our sense of self or we lose our hobbies we we lose yeah we just lose like a part of ourselves but you know what's crazy I actually enjoy having male friends these days more than I have I've always been like that like I don't know I love my girls I've always had plenty of girlfriends um and guy but guy friends we was never like that close but I I value my friendships with men my only fucking problem with that is is like I just wish like once if like why do men get so upset when you friend zone them like you you didn't <laughs> I, I don't know I, I I almost feel like you didn't even like me at first like I, that's how I almost feel I almost feel like sometimes they don't even start off liking you at first, but as soon as you like you're, they're your friend or whatever, they like, oh, I like you. That's so annoying. And it's like a girl could 100% be friends with a guy, but can a guy really 100% be friends with a girl? Just friends? I mean, there's people that say they successfully do it, but I have yet. I keep, I mean, I have acquaintances, associates. Like, I haven't been able to like stay close to a lot of my male friends but when we did hang out all the good times that I did have with some of my male friends we would go out I, we would have good conversations I, I just have good times with male because it's like they're not gossiping to me like about shit like it's just a different vibe yo and then we they talk about girls they talk about guys that's what I like I like talking about conversations like I like having conversations sorry where it's like balanced I don't know, but um, I'm, I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> Cause what? Um, damn. 
my point is overall <laughs> get the book single on purpose anyways um and another book was called you are a- enough and it's just about you know understanding your worth don't put your worth in anybody else's hands you are a- enough um Oh, oh, okay. I got to mention this one. The Clutter Busting book that I'm reading right now is called Clutter Busting Your Life. No, I, I've been reading that book, okay? Whenever I get a chance to, I'll pick it up. And it's really been helping me to organize. Like, I've, I I have, like, spur-of-the-moment type of times where I just, like, want to get up and organize my... um my drawers, my closets, you know, whatever it is, my cabinets. Um, And I always wished that I could be more consistent with things. That's obviously, obviously something that I struggle with is consistency and stuff like that. But um, this book is like breaking down clutter busting, not just in your home, but in your relationships with people. Um, For example, you know, sometimes you have a friend and you, you wish your friend would leave a toxic relationship or your friend would, you know, do something differently. I don't know. Um, but then you take on that and that's part of your cluttered brain, right? It's like, you're not only thinking about your problems, now you're thinking about their problems. And it's like, here's the thing. Um, Nobody likes to feel like they're being judged, anything like that. And it causes a rift within your relationship when you try to um, micromanage or, you know, overly suggest things to your friend. It becomes like a clutter, relationship clutter is what she called it in the book. And in order to avoid that, you just got to accept people as they come accept people for who they are you know nobody's perfect and even in a relationship even in a a marriage um it was one little story in the book where uh the wife had like a collection of things oh no 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 the 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 husband was a alcohol a recovering alcoholic and he had wine well actually the, the husband and the wife were both recovering alcoholics and he he had um wine in the in the house or whatever just for you know in case one day he was going to feel like he finally been sober long enough and he can have one drink now the wife she didn't want it in there because that wind is so fucking loud i need to go close my um my windows i keep pausing because the wind i got my windows open hold on it sounds fucking crazy okay so the wife didn't want the the wine in there because you know, she just didn't feel right about having it in the house. Rightfully so, I feel like. But anywho, they had to they had to um, meet in the middle somewhere. 
And once they talked about the the wife opened up and expressed herself and and said that this is why I feel like I don't want it in the house or whatever. And and the clutter buster uh, lady was just like, is this is the wine more important than your marriage? No. He, he turned to his wife and he said, is this hurting you? And the wife, with tears in her eyes, was like, yes. And he got rid of it because the relationship was more important than the clutter. And so that's one that's one instance. And another one is when, um, you know, this is all about compromise, you guys. Or also just taking people, like, having a guitar pick collection or whatever, and your, and your wife might not like it. It it comes to the thing. It it comes to this. It comes down to this. You gotta accept people for who they are. Like she ended up just accepting the man for his guitar picks. Like it's it's not important at the end of the day. What's important is the love that you have for that person, not the things. And also, if the things really bother you that much, break up with the person. Either way, you're clutter busting your life. <laughs> Okay, um, this episode is a little bit longer. I usually try to stay within like 15 minutes. I don't know. I got to look back. I, I usually try to keep them short, but let me think if there's any other books. I'm pretty sure, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, actually something happened in my life recently where I had to reference that book. So I'm so glad that I read that book. It was just like a matter of fact type of moment when um, you guys know you guys know that um, that website or app called OfferUp. Yeah. So I was on OfferUp and I wanted to sell some stuff and I'm like, you know, trying to sell my paintings and stuff like that. But then I was like, really, I really wanted some some more income, whatever. I'm like, what can I sell? And I thought to myself, your girl be I'll be trying to be frugal all the time, and that's not good. <laughs> but I do have gifts in here that um, people spent a good amount of money on that I so I was able to sell one of my purses. And I was like, dang, I wish I had lots of assets now. Like, honestly, I know it probably sounds silly to a lot of y'all. But anyways... That's when I was thinking, like, yeah, I need more assets. Like, it was, like, a matter-of-fact type of moment for me. Um, so I'm glad I read that book. And I'm going to be saving up. Like, sometimes you just really got to save your money just to buy something worth it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, ladies, purses are definitely good investments. Like, if you want that purse, save up for the more expensive purse. And um, But honestly... Another good book that I read was an astrology book. Forgot the name of it. Um, oh, I will say um, astrology for dummies. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to learn from the. I wanted to like them for for them to break it down to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I want y'all motherfuckers to read astrology for dummies because the amount of people that still don't believe in astrology is baffling to me. It's baffling to me. 
the fact that y'all y'all could believe in some some interesting things, some very interesting things that that's very questionable. Okay, but you know what's not questionable? Astrology. Why? Because it's tried and it's true, and you can see it. Like you can just, I can say something. Ooh, I can say something a week in advance. Like if it comes to fruition, you can go back and say, "Oh my gosh, she predicted that." That's how true it is. That's how the proof it is. Like that's how much proof is in astrology. So I just wanted to briefly say, like Pluto entered Aquarius on March twenty third, um, after being in Capricorn for fifteen years. And Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth, which signifies transformation, very transformative energies. Um, something, you know, has to come apart and be rebuilt again. Something like that destruction type of energy for a whole new type of, you know, energy. So that's what Pluto signifies. Pluto is small, but it is mighty. Okay. Now it was in Capricorn for the past 15 years. Let me say something. Capricorn is a zodiac constellation that rules over authority, it rules over career, it rules over status, discipline, um, you know, the public eye. Cuz yeah. And so with Pluto being there for the past 15 years, we did see some Pluto in Capricorn like themes within the government. I mean, we even tried to take down a president, uh, you know, literally destroy like take something apart we tried to impeach a president over the course of the the, the past uh, 15 years so we've seen a lot of secrets being uncovered um in in the government and stuff like that people of power people in the positions of power were being exposed and that's very pluto and aquarius i mean pluto and capricorn energy so on March 23rd, Pluto finally entered Aquarius, although it will retrograde back into Capricorn, then retrograde back into Aquarius. But my point is, when it stays in the Aquarius January 2024, when it stays there, it's going to stay there for 20 years. And we're going to see, and we're already seeing some Pluto and Aquarius themes. You know what's funny? Well, first of all, before I say what's funny... I want to say that Aquarius rules over the collective, innovation, ideas, technology, um, humanitarianism. So those that's the thing, right? So now what do you think is going to happen when the planet of death and rebirth and, you know, destruction and, and newness goes into Aquarius? Well, we already saw. Did I mention that it rules over technology? Oh, okay, I did. Okay. So, on March 23rd, the same day Pluto went into a crazy, the same day the CEO of TikTok was in court fighting for TikTok because it's about to get banned. Yeah. That's very, like, Pluto and Aquarius type of energy. We're focusing on social media technology, and we're going to start to see a lot more from the artificial intelligence. Okay? We're also going to start seeing more of humanitarianism themes, collective themes. Collective meaning we, the people, uh, versus the government. We are the collective. And, you know, I I can't say too much, but... mm. I can't even say too much. <laughs> Listen, y'all. We we got to stick together. 
Um, I know for one thing, my on my bucket list is or well, list of things to do in the near future is to learn how to farm and grow my own um, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm not going to say too much. I went on off on a whole nother topic. <laughs> I hope you guys stayed and listened. Um, if you like this episode, you can rate me on Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.